This is Philly Sports with Giovanni. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Blitz is coming. Hurts sees it. Gets rid of it. It's caught for the touchdown! Here's your host, Giovanni Hamilton. Are you listening to this podcast and you're getting ready for week one and you don't have a place to place your bets? Well, guys, I have a solution for you. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest place to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available right from your mobile device. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and get in the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to the Giovanni Show. Today we have on my great friend, Ed from SI. What is up, Ed? Gio, great to see you as always. You're looking good. Uh, good Happy to to be with you. Hey, it's good to see you. Um, It's good to catch up after that uh, tough Super Bowl loss. I know I saw you there, but... uh, Super excited to have you on here um, after that and just to catch up on this new season because, Ed, it's been a good season so far. <laughs> it's 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 mind-boggling to me, really. Um, when you think about the Eagles started 8-1 and one last year and now here they are 7-1 and one this year after losing the Super Bowl when you're supposed to come out with this Super Bowl hangover, so to speak, but uh, hasn't been a problem so far. I mean, 15-2 and two to start the last two years, I mean – doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, you said it the best that anybody's ever said it because it really <laughs> is uh, hard to avoid that uh, Super Bowl hangover. So, Ed, I got a few questions for you today, one being that Jalen Hurts knee injury. I know he doesn't want to talk to the media a whole lot about it. Um, he actually walked out of a press conference today uh, because the, he was asked about it. Do you have any scoop of uh, what, how that's affecting him or how that's going to affect him going forward? Yeah, he, well, just to kind of set the record straight, he didn't really walk out of the press conference. He had already finished, and one of the reporters just took a shot at the end, you know, knowing that he might react that way. So we waited until they said last question. Last question was asked, and then before he got up, someone said, Hey, we have to ask how's the knee. And then he just kind of drummed his fingers and got up and smiled. And it was nothing contentious at all about it. Um, you know, but Jalen has said he's been consistent, but was saying it that he's done talking about it. It's not affecting him in the way that you might think it is. I mean, yes, he's not running as much, and maybe that's a good thing. I mean, you know, he he's on a you know, he's on a trajectory here to set a career high in passing yards. Um, so he's He's really learning to become more of a pocket passer. Even when he gets on the edge, he's keeping his eyes downfield. He's looking to make a play. We've seen that. We saw it on that fourth and three throw to A.J. Brown against, uh, I, I can't remember, it was the week before the Washington game, the Dolphins. 
Uh, he broke contain. He could have easily taken off and maybe picked up the first down, but he threw it for a 32-yard completion. So he's not going to talk about it. It's been reported that it's a bone bruise in his left knee. Uh, you know, he wears a sleeve in practice. I don't think he wore it in a game uh, on Sunday against the commanders. Uh, but certainly it's, you can see that he's hampered by it. You see him sometimes when he's running up field after there's a play made, he's kind of hobbling. So uh, it's something he's dealing with and he's managing it and he's getting through it and he's playing pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, so my next question to you, you kind of already hit it on the head, but uh, with the bye week coming up, do you think that uh, he will be more of more healthier to run after that since he's not really running now? Yeah, he could be. I mean, you would hope that, you know, uh, again, not knowing the severity of it, but he's able to play through it. So I can't imagine that it's like that shoulder injury was last year when he got, you know, drilled into the turf at, you know, uh, Soldier Field in Chicago, frozen turf. You know, I know that was a pretty painful injury, um, but he's playing through it. So I would say that there is probably a good chance that giving, given, you know, a week off, really two weeks off to rest it, to get treatment on it, that, yeah, he should be able to feel better coming out of the bye. And that's a big game, Gio, coming down out of the bye. They're going down to Kansas City. Super Bowl rematch, baby. Yeah, going into Arrowhead, the loudest stadium ever. So, It'll definitely be a good game. Um, I'm excited for that. Um, but what did you think about the Julio Jones trade? Obviously, he had a touchdown this uh this past week against the Commanders, but a lot of people were upset about it, which kind of surprised me. Um, always adding another weapon and, and a veteran guy to the locker room kind of seems like a good plan from Howie to for me. So, what did you think about that? I thought it was a win-win situation for the Eagles. Um, you know, they they brought him in off kind of the scrap heap, I guess. He's out, out there as a free agent. Um, they brought him in two weeks before the Halloween trade deadline. They put him on the practice squad just to kind of get a look at him, to see if he had anything left. I mean, he's a 34-year-old receiver. You don't see players in this league at that age, at that position uh, a lot of times. But they brought him in. Wanted to see what he had left, so they had him on the practice squad. Uh, wasn't taking up a roster spot. They elevated him twice. They saw he still had something left, and now they added him to the roster. I had no problem with it. I thought if, listen, if he didn't have anything left during that two-week time period, they could have easily just parted ways and maybe looked for a trade at the trade deadline for a receiver. But Julio showed them enough to say, yeah, you got something left. And, you know, you're a great guy who's great to have in the locker room. And he really is a good guy. I mean, I've talked to him a few times now. And, you know, I've never had never talked to him before. He's a Hall of Fame receiver uh, who, even after he made that catch to put the Eagles ahead against Washington for the first time with like seven minutes to go in the game, first time they led in the locker room afterward, he said, you know, it's not about me. It's about playing for my teammates. It's about trying to get a win, uh, playing for my coaches. I mean, it's not about him. And, you know, that kind of speaks volumes as the kind of person he is. So I don't know why anybody would be upset with having Julio Jones on your roster um, because he's still a good receiver and he's a great locker room guy. Yeah, 100%. He's a stud. And I think that how his mindset going into it was he's going to make the guys around him better, right? So he's going to yep. make A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith the best versions of themselves that they can be because, like you said, this guy's, 
uh, Hall of Fame uh, receivers. This guy's no joke. Um, so I think that it's a it's a great pickup, and uh, I think that he's going to do wonderful things for our whole wide receiver room. Um, my next question for you, Ed, is a lot of runs this year have been really good for DeAndre Swift. Why are we not really seeing him in the red zone, and it's more Kenneth Gainwell, though? Yeah, I guess they want Ken Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell to be their kind of their hammer back, so to speak. You know, someone that can kind of plug it between the tackles and be physical uh, with his style of running. Um, it, it really hasn't worked out that well. I mean, they probably should go to Swift. I, I like Julio Jones now being a big target you can throw to in the red zone. We saw that seven yard or maybe eight yard touchdown pass that he made. Um, so he's another big body you can put in there, but yeah, I would like to see, to be honest, I'd like to see Rashad Penny, who's a big between the tackler, uh, between the tackles runner. Um, but he's been inactive for four weeks now and he was active five weeks ago, but he never made it into the game. But he, to me would be, I think someone worth taking a look at inside the 10, uh, where the Eagles like to try to run the ball into the end zone and, you know, Kenny Gainwell had that very horrible fumble, and then he goes on social media at halftime to respond to a fan. I mean, that to me uh, is kind of losing focus. You know, you want to concentrate on the game. You want to concentrate on what you need to do in the second half at halftime, not looking at your te- your cell phone. I mean, that that to me is, uh, you know, probably should have earned him a seat on the bench maybe for a game. If I'm Nick Sirianni, that's not going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why – they don't give it to DeAndre Swift a little bit more in the red zone. He has three rushing touchdowns this season. <clears throat> he had one against the commanders on that nice fake brotherly shove play where they didn't quarterback sneak it. They peeled off and handed it to him and he swept off the left side for a, you know, a nice seven yard touchdown run. So uh, I would like to see Swift a little bit more in the red zone, whether he's the answer or not. I don't know. He's not a very large guy, a very big guy. When you get down there where, you know, inside the 10, I mean, every yard, you got to fight for it and you need a big guy to do it. Um, although Miles Sanders wasn't overly large, he had 11 rushing touchdowns last year. Um, but I would like to see a bigger back kind of get more opportunities like Rashad Penny. A hundred percent. Um, so what is your opinion on how we're playing in the red zone? Because it has been far from last year, uh, this year it's been, Pretty awful every game, but uh, what would your game plan be uh, going into this week kind of for the red zone since we haven't really been clicking? Yeah, you're right. And and a lot of that has to do with the running game. It's kind of, you know, stalled out a little bit in the red zone. Uh, last year they were able to score with the running game in the red zone. So maybe they're a little bit more predictable. Maybe – you know, it seems like when they get inside the 10, they're always looking to run the ball, maybe be a little more creative and, you know, try and throw a pass on first down, you know, maybe play action because that's what you always do as you run. So play action and throw a pass. I, I can't remember the last time and, and I'm sure they have, but I can't remember when they threw a pass on first and goal inside the 10. Uh, they try to run it in uh, or they try that Jalen Hurts quarterback sneak up the middle that hasn't worked. So, I'd like to see just a little more creativity. Let's see them throw the ball. You have Julio Jones, like I said, another big body in that red zone area. A.J. Brown, of course, Dallas Goddard, big target in the red zone. Let's see some creativity. Let's throw a defense off balance a little bit and actually try to pass the football inside the 10-yard line instead of running it. A hundred percent. Ed, I'll tell you, I'm tired of seeing these QB draws all the time in the red (laughs) zone. 
Yeah, I know. And, you know, listen, Hertz is really good at them when they work, but teams are, teams are figuring this out. And uh, I think Jalen with his knee isn't quite as effective getting that yard, you know, those few yards that he might need on a QB draw. So let's do something different. You know, let's come back to it maybe in week 17 after teams haven't seen it for, you know, six or seven weeks. So I just want to see some creativity and some difference uh, differences in what you've done and what defenses are expecting. And maybe you'll catch them off guard. Can't agree more. So my last question for you, Ed, is yesterday, obviously it was the trade deadline. What trades would you have made if you were in Howie's shoes? <laughs> yeah. Um, geez. Uh, I would have probably, listen, they they do have some, this is a talented roster already and they have some guys that are going to be coming off injured reserve, you know, like Cam Jurgens. Who, who, how are you going to make room for him? Uh, you know, you have Justin Evans, who's going to come off IR. Quez Watkins is going to come off IR. So you are going to have to figure some things out with your roster to make room for these guys. So to add another player, you'd almost have to give, an up, give up another player uh, to make room. Otherwise, you're just really creating more of a roster glut um, but that said, I mean, I, again, I, I would have liked to have seen a running back, but I think they have a running back that can do it in Rashad Penny. Maybe a linebacker um, to come in uh, for depth purposes. I don't like the way the Eagles are kind of giving up passing yards over the middle. Um, you know, Zach Cunningham is a long rangey guy, but pass defense isn't his strong point. The Kobe Dean is a little on the shorter side. He's 5'11". Uh, probably not going to develop into a real, uh, you know, someone that can cover tight ends or running backs out of the backfield like you would hope. So maybe a linebacker. I think if I had to prioritize it, I probably would have gone linebacker um, as someone that you want to get to come in here and maybe a cornerback. Uh, I know Slay and Bradbury have that thing locked down, and I would really like the way Eli Ricks has played and could be developed into a starter in this league. But you know, I'd like to see have seen more of a veteran player come in and figure out what you're going to do with them. Um, so linebacker corner is probably what I would have done. It was great they got the safety, Kevin Bayard. I think he's going to pay big dividends, but maybe a little bit more on defense I would have liked to have seen happen. Yeah, I can't agree more with that, too. I saw a lot of people saying maybe trade for Kenny Moore. Um, I think that would have been a very good trade, but – Maybe next year we'll see how we do that when he uh, kind of clears up the roster a little bit. Maybe he'll work his Howie magic. But, Ed, but I – Yeah, something, Gio, to keep in mind is that they still have this Isaiah Rogers who came from Indianapolis, yeah. from the Colts. I mean, he he's on the suspended list for gambling, but he's probably – I think he's going to be in the mix to start at slot. I don't know what that will say about Avante Maddox, who's out obviously for the year, but, you know, he's somebody that – you know, I'm sure Howie Roseman's picked up the phone and called the commissioner's office and said, hey, you know, you let Jamison Williams uh, come off the hook a little bit before he was supposed to finish serving his time. Why don't we do that with Isaiah Rogers? I mean, he certainly would be a big help uh, in the slot for this team, but I don't think that'll happen. But that's something to just keep in mind for next year. They already have a pretty good cornerback in Isaiah Rogers who came from the Colts. Yeah, I'd love to see uh, Isaiah Rogers, too. Um, Ed, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, plug all your stuff. Go for it. <laughs> well, you can just hit me up on Twitter at Kratzy, K-R-A-C-Z-E. Uh, everything's posted there. If you want to go to the to the site, the is si.com backslash NFL. 
backslash Eagles. And there's a ton of stories there that you, you know, you can, if you're having trouble sleeping at night, you might want to sign in and read some of them. Ed also does an amazing podcast with my producer, Connor. So go check that out on Eagles Unfiltered. They are amazing. Guys, if you're not following this guy on Twitter, go follow him right now. Um, Ed, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Have a great night, Ed. You too.